Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Intentional Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Ange Barnard. And this episode is for you. If you have been in a situation where you felt frustrated with how things turned out, and the reason that you're frustrated is because you invested so much time and energy into something, and it didn't work out the way that you had hoped. If that is you now or that's been you, listen up because we're going to talk about how to respond to those types of situations in a way that really makes you proud. And before we get on with that content, I just want to give you a quick update what's happening over here. So I just got back from my just over a week trip in Albania. Albania is a country located by Greece, for those of you that don't know where that is, because I didn't know where Albania was before I looked it up on the map. So I was in that area over by Greece, and people tend to know more about where Greece is, at least I did. So anyways, you know what's really funny, side note, is I had on my vision board this picture of Greece because I had not been to Greece yet, and I really wanted to go. So my husband had put it on the calendar, maybe this year we can make it happen or eventually we'll make it happen. And I didn't really think about it. And what was really interesting is I didn't know that Albania was so close to Greece before planning the trip. I picked Albania and didn't even realize it was next to Greece. So while we were on the trip in Albania, we took a ferry ride over to the island of Corfu, which is in Greece. So I was like, what? I actually made this part of what was on my vision board a reality without even realizing that that happened that way. It's interesting. Stuff like that happens all the time with that with that dang vision board. I'm telling you, I just had a client earlier today tell me about some things that she said manifested that were on her vision board that she forgot about. And she's like, I wasn't the person constantly looking at my vision board like you tell us to. And somehow this thing came to be. So it was really fun to hear that story. Okay, so my point is, just came back from Albania. It was an amazing trip. I highly recommend it. The reason why we chose it, because people keep asking me that, why did you choose Albania out of all places? We were looking for somewhere that we could go to and easily get around. And I found that as an English speaker, it was easy to get around Albania. A lot of people speak English. Uh there you can rent a car drive all around you can comfortably do that and i'm saying that in quotation marks because the driving is cray cray let me tell you there was many times i was praying for our lives because you my husband was driving a stick shift i don't know if you can rent um, an automatic there or not you know a lot of places you can't but a lot of people don't know how to drive a manual stick shift at least in the us Anyways, my husband's very skilled at it thank god because we're driving around these cliffs and Yeah, you just want to be really good with your driving skills. And people just cut in front of you. They do all kinds of crazy things. And you really have to be a defensive driver and really be on the alert. So at the end of the day, he'd be wiped out just from focusing on driving so much. Because what we did was we rented our car in Tirana, which is where we flew into the airport. And you can, we stayed in a hotel right next to the airport. So we just walked over there and we, then we came back the next morning, got the car and then took off. And we ended up driving all along the coast. So we ended up stopping at different towns along the way. And it was such an adventure because we didn't know where we were going. We didn't plan this trip well out in advance. The only thing we planned was the first night's stay. 
So we were just looking at the towns and then stopping at these points and finding different hotels. And it was very affordable to get around. And I love that because I like to be intentional with my money. And what I found is that we could stay in beautiful hotels that had a beach view. Like you open up your door and there is the beach with an amazing breakfast included. And you're in walking distance of a really cute little town for about 60 US dollars. That's amazing. Because I tell you, in the US, if you try to pay $60 to stay somewhere, it's going to be sketch. Sketch AF. You know what I mean? Not in Albania. It's beautiful. And the showers were nice, like compared to a lot of other places I've stayed when I've traveled. Like these are like nice showers. Like I'm talking about full water coming down versus like sprinkles in other places and like clogged drains. Clogged drains. No, my husband hates clogged drains. He'll be so upset. I feel like one of the most common things he's telling me is we need some more Drano like all the time. (laughs) Even if like this kitchen like or the bathroom sank, he's like thinks it might be slow going down. I'm like, I don't even notice anything. He's like, Drano, Drano. Like it's his obsession, you know, around unclogged drains. Anywho, this guy's like, he's he's a shower guy too. We're about to do a whole bathroom remodel coming up. I'll show you pictures of that. Speaking of that, if you haven't, if you are on Instagram and you're not following me on my personal account at Ange Barnard, follow me on that because I've been trying to be a little more active on there and sharing things about my adventures. So I'm on there act, acting like writing everything out, all the details of what's happening on these adventures. And I don't, I don't even care if anyone doesn't read it because it feels good for me to document that. And I see it as a way to practice gratitude too and give thanks for that experience. And I just want to be unattached to the legs, to all the things. But if you want to see my what's really happening, I'm going to be more active on Instagram in that way. So not in the traditional way of what you're seeing on Instagram, you know, because I know there's a lot of messaging out there to be like always creating stuff that's like giving content that's of value of value and all the things and some stuff I'm just posting because I want to because it makes my heart my heart happy you know and it's not always focused on pleasing someone or doing something for them it's just for me for make to make me happy so you're gonna see a lot more on that um uh, as far as how I'm showing up on social media and in the world like not caring just being myself having fun with this one and only life that I have. What else happened? When we were in Albania, my husband got food poisoning. He got really, really sick. Um, But he recovered well, but it was bad, y'all. He was like vomiting and trying to drive the stick shift around the cliffs. You know, it was rough. Middle of nowhere, um, but all was well. And the flights all came, like worked out on time, which is very rare. And we got home and just just so grateful for all the adventure, everything that we did the whole week, the whole week. It was beautiful. I mean, I don't know. I just all good things to say. I'm here. I'm happy. Now, what inspired this episode, though? Because not everything is lollipops and rainbows, because the reason I'm sharing this episode is because something didn't work out in my own personal life the way that I wanted it to. And it was after I invested a lot of time, energy, money, resources And it's frustrating to be in that situation. So let me tell you what that situation was. If you've been listening to the show or you've been a past client of mine, you know that I like to set identity-based goals and I like to encourage my clients to do the same thing. 
So what an identity-based goal is, is it's a goal that is focused on an identity, just like it sounds. The reason why we set goals in this way is because we want to work with your brain and how the subconscious mind works, which is very identity-focused, very habit-focused. And it's responsible for 95% of the results that you create. So if you start getting yourself to act more like the kind of person that you want to be, keyword be, then you're more likely to create those results versus focusing on just the results itself because you're training at the deeper level. Okay, here's an example real quick. It's like instead of saying, you know, that you want to write a book, have the identity-based goal be your main focus of being a writer, being an author. So then you can think about every day, how can I show up as that kind of person? Because that mentality, that identity is going to lead to the results of that book written. But so many people focus on just the results piece. Where in our work here, with the work that I do, it's about helping people intentionally design their life and train to be that person, get their brain to align with who they want to be. Because that, the mind, is often the thing that holds you back the most and your current programming, not being in alignment with who you want to be, okay? So I just had to say that because I'm a nerd, nerd alert, not getting back to my story. So I had an identity-based goal for this year to be a property investor. If you've been listening to the show, you know I've been working on this goal, training myself to be that person, meaning I've been acting like that. I've done a lot of research on the habits. I've been you know, looking at opportunities to invest in properties, thinking like an investor, all of that. So far, my husband and I have been, I'm going to use the word rejected. (laughs) I don't know if that's the right word. From about eight different opportunities or eight different opportunities didn't work out the way that we had hoped. Some of them didn't take as much time and others have taken a lot more time and a lot more money. This one most recently went the farthest in the process, meaning we got our offer accepted And then we went on to setting up the finances, going through all the banking information. And you know how it is. If you ever taken a loan out from a bank to get a home, it's like giving away your left arm and your future children. You know, it's a lot that they ask of you. So I was going through that process and talking to all these different people on the phone and And I did a lot of research before we found this property and talked to a bunch of people too to make sure that it was a good thing to move forward. So I thought I did. And then, um, yeah, so a lot of time went into that. And this is before we went to Albania. And I felt like everything was set up where the, the appraisal was happening or did happen. And then the inspection was happening. And I was like, I'm gonna be gone. We're gonna be in Albania. If you need anything, just email us. Um, We should be good to move forward. When we get back, we'll be able to close on this. And yay, we'll have four additional units. Like that was one of our our goals. Okay, so we're in Albania and we get an email from our realtor and says the the inspection came back. And I actually went in to visit the different units because it's four units, apartments. And she said it was really concerning. Call me when you get a chance. So we ended up calling her and we heard all these stories about what she experienced when she was there. And I was like, oh, I don't I was just like, this is not for us. And then the inspection report was was horrific in a nutshell. And I was like, I don't I knew I'm OK with with working on things and fixing things like that's a part of an investment a lot of times. 
But this was just not something that I felt comfortable with. So I knew, I said, you know, I'm, I don't want to do this. I don't want to move forward with it. So we ended up not moving forward with it. And my husband was really frustrated. And of course, I was frustrated too with, with the time. And then the fact that we lost a good chunk of money over $1,000 on this whole experience. And I see it as, because I've reframed, I've done the work and I've, I've been, I coach myself like it ain't a thing. I coach my husband too. But I'm like, okay, and instead of thinking about what is lost, what is gained here? What did you gain? And I was like, I gained the experience of there are some things I would do differently moving forward. I didn't actually go into this unit. I wish I would have tried to set that up, but I kind of reacted in a very scarcity type of way because we actually were the second backup. We were the backup offer on this property. So I felt like we had to hurry and, you know, move forward and all that. So my catabolic energy kicked in and I started acting like scarcity instead of being intentional and, you know, going through the whole process very intentionally. You can say that word a gazillion times. So there's a lot that I learned from the process. So I gained that. Um, and I really believe that we will get that back and that God was just saving us for an, from an opportunity that just wasn't in alignment for us. And that's, the, that's where my mind went. Y'all, that is level six energy right there. Somehow I was able to shift myself up there on the scale. It's high energy. If you are still trying to learn this whole energy thing that I'm talking about, I have go to the detail section of this episode. I have a link there where you, if you haven't got it, you can get the energy communication guide and it has the seven different levels there. And it also gives you tips on how to shift energy. Like if you notice the lower levels in someone or yourself, what can you ask yourself to help shift? So check that out. That is my little lead magnet that you can have. And someday I will send you an email. <laughs> it's like very rare that I send emails. I didn't want to get better about it. So if you opt into that, You'll be on my email list. And I'm saying this because you know how a lot of times there's all these lead magnets out there. If you're if you're familiar with the online world, there's all these lead magnets. That's what they're called, you know, when you download something and they get your email in return so that they can email you in the future. Well, your girl very rarely will email you. <laughs> but like I said, I'm going to get better at it because I, I really do want to send emails out of value to you. All right. So you'll have that in the show notes. You can see what I'm talking about. So I was coaching myself and getting my energy to shift. And I was like, okay, this is happening for us. You know, one of my favorite mantras, everything is happening for us. All right. So now for some of y'all that can resonate with how I showed up, like you can be like, yeah, I would, I would think that too. I'd show up. Others are like, no, I lost money and it sucked, you know, and I invested all this time and it sucked. Okay. So you might be resonating more with my husband, which makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense because I was there initially because time wasted. Oh, I don't like that at all. I like to be intentional with my time. And that's where my focus went. I'm like, all oh, that time I put into this. But it's, it's, I'm learning so much through this process. Anywho, you see how I do that? I'm always like coaching myself through it. It's really hard for me to be negative, y'all. It's hard. I don't like to stay there at all. Okay. But sometimes, you know, you need to go there. You need to allow yourself to feel the things. So my husband, the other morning, was it yesterday morning? I woke up and I was so proud of myself. I got up. I've been doing this whole fall reset of wanting to be getting back in my healthy routine. I'm going to get to the point. We're going to come back around, I promise. So it's getting cold out here in the Midwest and I feel it and it scares me. I just wrote a post about this because I know when it gets cold, I like to hibernate. I don't even want to pump gas for my car. I never want to do that anyways. Let's be real. Um, I don't want to recycle 
I really value recycling, but I, we have to go and drop our recycling off. And when it's cold, I really don't want to. And it's, yeah, there's that. I don't like recycling though. Let's be real. I don't like going there to drop it off. I like recycling. I actually have a tattoo with a recycling symbol, by the way. Uh, but anywho, where was I going with this? You know what I love is that this is my show and I can show up any way I want on this show and be my real self with you. So my point here is that, yeah, it's getting cold. And I find that my health declines when it gets cold because I get lazier and I want to like snuggle in. I want to eat all the things, all the baked goods that, you know, cider, apple cider, donuts, pumpkin donuts, like those things. I love pumpkin everything. Anyways, so I know that's that's a tendency of mine. So I was like, okay, Angie, we got to reset here. We got to we got to get bring your warm clothes out. So I brought them. I brought them out, my warm running clothes and all that brought them out. And I was like, you're getting, you're going back to your healthy routine of getting up early, doing your workouts, being disciplined. You are going to be disciplined because you know that makes you feel your best. That means in the morning when it's kind of chilly, you don't want to get out of your bed, you're going to ask yourself the question that you often tell your clients to ask yourself, what would make you proud of how you showed up? And you're going to get out of bed because that would make you proud. So I've been doing that this, this week. I mean, what? It's, it's only two days into the week as I record this. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus, help me. Okay, but I'm proud of myself and I've been eating these veggies. Okay, so I get up in the morning. I'm feeling good. I'm vibing high because I got up early, did my workout. My husband comes downstairs and he just tells me how frustrated he was again about this opportunity and how he lost it. And I was like, you know, I really believe that th- this is happening for us. I really do. And he's like, I roll because he's like, oh, because I do that. I always like go there. And he's like, yeah, well, we just lost all this money, you know. And I was like, I, in the future, we're going to know like that, that, that there was a better opportunity for us. We're going to be so grateful that we didn't choose this one. I know that's coming. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I know God like that. I know him like that. And I have seen in the past where it, it always works out better than I thought it would. And I don't know the plan, but I trust who is the creator of all things. So that's why. And it's interesting because I was doing a devotional this morning, getting back to my healthy habits, writing down my devotional, and it was about dwelling, dwelling in in the place of the Lord, right? And it was about how instead of being a visitor, because when you're a visitor at some place, you might feel uncomfortable, less comfortable there, right? But if you dwell there, if you live there, you can show up and be your, your best self, you know the people well in that space, all of that. So I I thought about that and I was like, you know, because I spend so much time, I feel like with God and getting to know God, that I I know I know how he behaves. It's like when you spend a lot of time with the person that you love, your significant other or your animals or your babies or whatever it is, you know them so well. You you can watch something happen in front of you and you can know how they're going to respond to that or what they're thinking in their mind because you spent so much time with them. You've dwelled with them. And that's how I feel about God at this point. And I want to like strengthen that relationship. So that is why my mindset goes there when stuff like that sucks and happens or you feel like it's a waste of time. I'm like, oh, God, give me back that whatever over a thousand dollars. He'll give that back to me in some way. He'll bless me in some other way. You know, that's and I'm so proud of myself because the old me would have never showed up like that. That girl was filled with too much catabolic energy. She was never going to respond to situations like that. And I'm not saying I don't, I always show up amazingly. Y'all know. I tell you, I tell you the real stories here. 
but I'm proud of that moment. And I love when my clients tell me how they're so proud of how they show up in a situation. Like when they're like, oh, this crazy thing happened or this situation happened, it really sucked. And I'm so proud of myself because this is how I showed up. Because that is what this is about. Like it's really about you showing up as the kind of person that you want to be in ways that make you proud. It's not about life being perfect because it never is going to be perfect. But how are you going to show up through that? That's what we're talking about. So I got some notes for you. They're in my phone. I need to share them with you because last night I went upstairs into my closet to put my clothes away that have been sitting there for a while in baskets because I got off the kick. I had this awesome thing going where every Thursday I would do my laundry and then, you know, with travel and things, I got off that routine. So anyways, I was in, I was in there putting my clothes away, drinking my tea, fat cat on the ground next to me. That's the situation. And then I was like, you know, I want to listen to something faith-based because it's been a while since I've actually listened to a message that was faith-based. So I ended up opening a message from or video from Joyce Meyer. And if you're not familiar with Joyce Meyer, you can you can look Joyce up. Joyce has a really interesting story, um, a very challenging story that she talks about often about how she was molested by her dad as a child and um, how one of the things that was the hardest for her was not only forgiving her dad for that, but also forgiving her mom who allowed it to happen, who kind of hid it and didn't really do anything about it. So she was sharing that story And she was talking about, and I'm going to tell you the funny side. Let me just tell you the funny side of it now, and then I'll get into the rest of my notes. So the funny part of it was after, well, she shared this story, and I know that situation isn't funny at all, but but what she's really funny when she, I I think she's funny. So anyways, she said that, you know, how important it is to forgive. And she said she, she felt like she forgave them, and then she moved away from them. And she's like, you can forgive someone, right? and not have to have them in your space all the time. Like that you can still do that. Someone who has done something awful to you or shows up an acts of fool, like you can forgive them for that and then be like, I am also going to be in my own space. So she did that. And she felt like one day that she just like Holy Spirit or whatever, she just got this message that was like, you need to, because her, her parents were getting older and you know, having a harder time taking care of themselves and all that. And it, it told her, you need to um, reach out to them and get them a place next to you, move them next to you so you can help care for them. And she said, I rebuke you, Satan. <laughs> and I laughed from this because she was like acting like it was Satan talking to her, you know, like, no, I'm not going to do that. And she was like, it wasn't Satan. It was Holy Spirit talking to me that this is what you should do. And she said, some of us are doing that in our lives where we are like something like is happening that we're, we feel like we're called to do something. And we're like, oh, is that Satan? But maybe it's like God actually calling you. But the, it's just because the thing is uncomfortable or it's freaking hard to do. So I just laughed at that in my closet when I heard that. And when she said, I rebuke you, Satan, when they told her to get her parents at home and move them close to her. All right. OK. I found that funny. Anyhow. Um, she went on and she shared that story, but really I took notes around other things that she was saying before she got to that story. And this is what she said. Lou, let me, let me go down. 
into my notes. Okay. You, she said, you got to be careful to not let yourself get stuck on what didn't work. What didn't work out well, what sucked in your life. Don't let yourself get stuck in that. And she says, you always need to be willing to let go of what lies behind. And let's really think about this. How many people do you know that where something crappy has happened to them? Like, I think a lot of us listening right now could raise our hands and say that we've been through some stuff. We've been through some crap, you know? And if you dove, if y'all might have heard bits of my childhood, I don't go into an excessive detail because I don't think it's always necessary. But you may have heard that I came from a very neglectful childhood, you know, and I've, I've dealt with some really hard stuff throughout my life. But I don't always dwell and focus on that because it doesn't serve me to give so much energy to that. And I bet you for you, you've gone through some hard things in your life. But what you've been able to do is focus on what lies ahead. And I'm also curious if you can do this for the small things too. Because some of us can do it for the big things. We can say like, okay, that sucked, that season I was in or what happened to me and I'm going to move forward because of who I want to be, because of who I love and how I want to show up. But sometimes for the small things, we get we get frustrated around. Someone said something crappy to us. Someone gave us a, a weird look or a significant other said something that hurt our feelings or whatever it is. And then we we focus on that. And that's still behind us instead of focusing on what what we what's ahead, you know. So that's something to think about the little things, too, that take your energy, that slowly chip away at the amazing kind of life that you want to have. Because it keeps you in that low energy state, frustrated, focusing on the negative things. Okay, so this reminds me of the verse, Philippians 3, 13 through 14, which you may have heard if you've ever gotten to the Bible. It says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it on my own yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. And what if we, we showed up like that, like like something crappy happened and we're like, OK, we're moving forward, we're moving forward from that. We're not going to give energy to the crap. There's someone I know who's actually a friend of mine that I love dearly. And it frustrates me so much because I see so much potential in this person, so many gifts, but not using them. And I'll tell you why, because this person is addicted to the crap that has happened in her life, the sadness, the victimhood story. She's addicted to that. So even if you're talking to her, she will bring up all the bad things that have happened. The childhood, this thing, and this is why I can't move forward because of what's happened to me in this relationship, my significant other being, you know, um, dishonest, my childhood with, you know, my parents, unstable and abusive or all of that stuff, right? She'll go back to those things. And I'm not saying that those things don't suck and they're not worthy of being spoken about or, you know, loving on her when she is going through that. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is not to be so fixated on that, that it steals your future. Don't let the past steal your future. Don't do that. I mean, it's enough. It's that, that's been painful enough. We don't have to keep holding on to it. But it's like any time we're bringing up something about the future and moving forward, it's like back to that, back to that, you know? 
So that's being addicted to that victimhood story is really what's happening there. Okay, so when things don't work out the way that you had hoped it would at all in any endeavor that you're pursuing, whether it's related to a job, whether it's related to a relationship, whatever it is, it didn't work out the way that you had hoped. This is what I want to remind you of, is that God is never without a plan, never without a plan. You might not know the plan, but there is one. And I really believe it's for your good. And you can choose to believe it's for your good or you can choose to believe it's not. You get to decide. Only you get to decide that. And I often tell people to choose a belief that, belief that serves them. What serves you in that situation? It's not going to serve you to believe that every that this is like this is awful. This is there's no greater purpose in this. Like I just I wouldn't choose to believe that because I know that everything can be used for good. Even the worst things in our life can be used for good. And uh, another thing that Joyce says is that you can't get God's blessings with a bad attitude. If you keep a good attitude and do what God is asking you to do, there is no devil in hell that can keep you from being blessed. We got to stop saying it's too hard. Where in your life are you doing that? Where are you saying it's too hard? It's too hard to make the switch maybe that you want to in your life when it comes to your career, when it comes to your relationship, when it comes to your health. Whatever that is, are you doing that? Are you saying it's too hard? Because be honest, if you're not making the progress that you want, I bet you even subconsciously you are telling yourself it's too hard and you can't do it. And I just posted today on my Instagram that there is nothing that we can't do that God wants us to do. Nothing that you can't do that God wants you to do. All right, one more thing that will help you when you're in that situation where you're frustrated because you invested time and energy into something and it's not working out the way that you wanted it to. When you're in that situation, I want you to see this as a season in your life, a chapter of the book, not the entire book. I believe it really is helpful to think about the concept of farming and the fact that we need to get the soil ready before we plant the seeds, then we plant the seeds, And then we water them and we wait. And then we notice, you might notice some of the little green things coming up and you get all excited because you're like, yes, we're going to have a harvest soon. It's going to be amazing. And then those things might shrivel up and die. You know, like that's how I felt in my life recently with this situation. I was all excited. We're like, yeah, we're going to be celebrating. We're going to have an abundance of the harvest. No, shriveled up, died. And what that showed me is like, well, wait, we're not ready for the harvest yet. Like, but I'm going to keep doing, maybe I'll change some things up or add the water and I'm going to be patient and trust the process because when it's time for the harvest, it's going to be amazing. And I want you to see that in your own life. Like where might you be in this process? Also, another thing to make note of that the enemy loves for you to do is to compare your journey to someone else's journey and where they're at. They might be at a state of harvest. They're celebrating because they've put in the work and they've reaped the benefits of those results. And you might be comparing that harvest time with your sowing time. 
you sowing the seeds? You getting the soil ready? Are you in that waiting phase? Are you right after you saw your, your green stuff shrivel up and die? You know, you might be comparing that. This is the thing. This is your own journey. And God's plan for you is for you. And he is going to use this situation and you in a very different way than what he would be using someone else. So keep your eyes in your own lane. Like I'm always reminding myself of that because there's so many things like I want in my life to happen so much faster. But I'm like, okay, God, he knows better. He knows better. And that's why I'm able to surrender in those crappy situations because it's been proven to me over and over that things just work out. They end up working out. And I bet you if you look back, if you actually intentionally looked at your life, you would see that things tend to work out really well for you. And I I want you to start telling yourself that for real, because you'll start to be like, oh, yeah, it does. I got this. I got that. I got that. The more that you tell yourself, the more you're going to see that. But some of us are running that program where we're saying, like, things don't work out for me. It always sucks. And then the brain's like, oh, here's another example of where it sucks. It sucks here. It sucks here. It sucks here. Are you doing that? Because your brain is going to go out and collect evidence, the reticular activating system is going to make sure that you are collecting evidence to support that belief. That's why those beliefs are so important to have, like to, to monitor is what I'm saying. You want to have the beliefs that align with who you want to be. An example is I've had some clients over the years who have felt very frustrated that they've invested a lot of time and energy into a certain role, like a career that they've had or their education to get that career. And they've said things like, I just feel like I've wasted my time. Or I feel like, um, yeah, I wasted so much money and this is not even what I want to be doing with my life. And they go there, right? That's catabolic energy being generated. It makes perfect sense why you might feel that way. And I say, what do you want to believe in this situation? This is what you might believe now, but what do you want to believe? What would your best self believe in this situation? I bet you they would believe that this is happening for you. And that's what I think about when this whole investment thing didn't work out, this, this one opportunity. I think about how my best self would respond in this situation. And she would believe that this was happening for her in some way and that there was a better plan or that this was a central part of it. I had to learn some lesson here. And I felt like there was a lot of lessons learned. That's the other thing to, to wrap this up. We talked about how a lot of times when these situations happen, we can focus on what is loss. We let our mind focus on all of that. What is lost? But what is gained? What is gained from the situation? There's so much knowledge, wisdom, all of that that you've gained that is essential to whatever is to come. I know that for sure. And I've seen this even let's go to the career coaching space where someone has been in a field where they're like, This was a waste of my time. I don't even want to be doing this work. Why did I invest so much time and energy into this thing? And we later find out what's coming next for them. It was so valuable for them to have gone through that stuff. And they use it in the future. All right. So I want to leave you with at least one thing that you can do if you are in that situation where you find yourself frustrated, that things aren't working out the, the way that you want. And I think very simply is the reminder that we talked about at the beginning is that focusing on what lies ahead versus what is behind you and what has already happened. Thinking about, okay, let me shift my focus to what is happening forward. Like this is spilled milk. It's already done. Now what? 
Now, what do I want to do as I move forward? That's one thing you can think about. The other thing is seeing this as a season in your life or a part of the process that it takes to create a harvest, just a part of it. And it's essential seeing it that way. That will help you. And the last thing is to focus on what you've gained from the experience, what you've gained maybe from the loss, what it's taught you. That is going to shift your own energy. In fact, that's a question that I will ask a client to intentionally shift their energy. If they're dwelling on the suck of it, I might say, what has this taught you? What have you learned from the situation? And it's a shift up as they start talking about it. That will shift your energy around it and the scenario. And then if you shift your energy, you change a life. And if you want more tips on shifting your own energy or shifting someone else's energy or those different levels, you can download the energy communication guide. I will leave a link into the show notes. Otherwise, you can go to my website. If you go to my website, angebarnard.com, all the details of coaching is on the website as well as the energy communication guide. You can get it under, I think it's under the section of ELI. If you hover over the coaching tab, that's where you're going to see all the coaching options. There's career coaching option, there's regular life coaching options, and then there's energy assessment stuff there. You can find all that information there. And some people have been asking me about the the pricing of it. And you can see on the site that it says packages start at $1,500. So you're going to see that's for multiple months of coaching. So you're going to see on there like the, the, the first package option, that's what is that amount. And then as you add things onto it, it ends up going up. So I just wanted you to know that because I've got a lot of questions about that. And I hate to be the one that's, I don't try to hide pricing and make it like get you on the call and then like up. No, like there's no shadiness happening over here. So if you have any questions, just shoot me a message about anything. Uh, The other thing I'm really excited about, if you're still here listening, I love you. Thank you for being here. What I'm excited about is the new mastermind group that I've created. And it's super affordable. I'm talking right now, it's at $25 a month. And it's only offered to my past coaching clients. Either you've worked with me one-on-one and you've created a vision for yourself at some point, even if you feel like you need to still revamp that vision, it's all good. You understand the process or you've done the commit to your vision work with me or you've done the commit to your vision group program. So past clients, this is offered to them to be held accountable to moving forward on their vision and their goals. And I've created this the structure around it where we meet every other Friday for just an hour with a group of amazing humans where we're supporting each other on bringing our dreams into reality. We're being held accountable to that. And we're declaring the steps that we're taking and we're revisiting the vision and all of that work because it's so easy for you not to do that. After, you know, you don't have coaching anymore to for you not to actually move forward on the things. And a lot of my past clients have told me like, oh, like I just... I wish I could still work with you in some way, like when our when our sessions end. And it doesn't make sense to have another package always. But what makes sense is to provide a community where we can all hold each other accountable to our goals and support and celebrate with each other. And that's what I wanted for myself too. So I finally created that and we start at the end of October, October 27th. So if you haven't heard about this and you're a past client, reach out. If you want to be a client in the future, 
you can and just know that in the future, this is available to you as well for that additional support, that ongoing support. And thank you all so much for sharing the podcast. I've seen tags in people sharing the podcast on their Instagram, y'all writing podcast reviews. Please show up and give us another one. We're almost to, I think it was 160 when I looked last. Uh, Thank you all so much. I really appreciate it. I hope you have an amazing, blessed day and just know I'm cheering you on. If you have any questions about anything, reach out. Have an awesome day. Bye.